Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. All of this week, we have been looking at the first two verses of Hebrews chapter 12. In these verses, we're finding the secret to sustain our spiritual momentum and to finish the race of life. Here's what the verses say. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of God. Now we have seen from these verses that the first thing we need to realize is that we can gain strength from those who have gone on before. Secondly, that we need to put off all that which trips us up. We need to let go of the ungodly, that's sin. And we need to let go of the unnecessary, that's the weights that we can carry. And then we found that we are to run with endurance, that this is a choice that we can make to persevere until we cross the finish line. Then yesterday we looked at the first part of verse 2 where it said, keeping our eyes on Jesus. And we saw that we need to keep a single-minded focus if we're going to finish this race. There are so many things that can crowd in upon our life. I mean, we can live a hurried life. And we do compared to much of the world. I mean, we are into multitasking. We have 101 things on the go. Everyone seems to carry a cell phone so that we always can be reached so something else can be added to our schedule. And if we're not careful, we can get so busy in the things that we have to do that we ignore the race that we're in, the course that God has set before us that we're to finish. Now, I don't know whether we can do much about the hurried step that we have, but we certainly need to make sure that we don't have a hurried spirit. There has to be time when we focus upon the Lord, when we focus upon what life is all about. Otherwise, our life becomes shallow, touching so many different things, and yet not really making any difference, certainly not in the things that are important. I read a statement not too long ago by Harry Emerson Fostick, and he lived years ago, but he spoke to this very issue. He said, No horse ever gets anywhere until he is harnessed. No steam or gas ever drives anything until it's confined. No Niagara is ever turned into light and power until it is tunneled. No life ever grows great until it's focused, dedicated, and disciplined. And this is what the Lord is saying to us in this verse. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Focus, dedicate yourself to His purposes. It's then that we're going to find the joy and the satisfaction out of a well-lived life. God has created us for a reason. Our life only has significance when we fulfill it. Now let's go on and look at the last point that we can draw from this second verse. 
It says this, speaking about Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus was able to finish his mission of going to the cross, it says here, by focusing on the joy that was set before him. So here's the fifth point that I would say to you. We need to endure the suffering to experience the joy. Life is not a bed of roses. Jesus never promised us as Christians that we would go through life with no suffering. In fact, he said just the opposite. He said, in this world, you're going to suffer tribulation. And he said in another place that disciples are not beyond their master. If it happened to him, it's going to happen to us. And so we need to just come to grips with this whole area of suffering. There are going to be hard times in life. There are going to be tears. There's going to be sadness. There's going to be things that we just have to endure. But we're able to do that because we know there is an end. That there is a joy that's set before us. In Jesus' case, he endured the cross and the shame and all the suffering that it brought for the joy of knowing that he was one day going to stand before his Father and that he was making a way for the whole world to come into relationship with God again. Every time that Christians gather and worship and lift up their hands and praise the Lord, there has to be a tremendous joy that sweeps through the heart of Jesus because he was the one who made the way. And everyone that has benefited by the salvation that he purchased must bring Christ tremendous joy. So the way that Jesus was able to endure the temporal suffering of the cross was to have an eternal perspective. Without an eternal perspective, he never would have been able to have faced the cross. And very similar to us, unless we have an eternal perspective, we're not going to run the course that God has for us. One day in Jesus' ministry, he fed 5,000 people by using five loaves and two fishes. And that was a tremendous miracle. And the next day, the crowds were even greater. And they pressed in upon him. And they asked him, do another miracle for us. Now this really troubled Jesus. And he said to them, you're just following me for the loaves and the fishes. And then he went on to talk to them about life, telling them that it was more than just food and pleasure. And he said some hard sayings to them. So much so that at the end of it, it said that many of them departed and followed him no more. In fact, so many people left that Jesus turned to his own disciples and he said to them, Will you also leave me? Now, Peter messed up a lot of times in the things that he said, but he didn't mess up this time. He said, Lord, where would we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. What did Peter say here? He said that they wouldn't leave him because he alone had the words of eternal life. Peter had an eternal perspective. And as a result of that, he said, where else would we go? There's nowhere else to turn. I mean, we can go other places to get food. We can go other places where the demands are less. But you alone have the words of eternal life. Now, this is what needs to keep us moving forward through difficult times. And that is a mindset that views everything in light of eternity. Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. 
and joy is only secured and maintained through an eternal perspective. Paul wrote in Philippians 3 and verse 14, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us up to heaven. So the key to keep on this race is to have a proper mindset about the difficult things that we go through. Let me read you a story that illustrates this. A young daughter went to her mother and told her about her life and how things were so hard for her. She did not know how she was going to make it and wanted to give up. She was tired of fighting and struggling. It seemed as one problem was solved, a new one arose. Her mother took her to the kitchen. She filled three pots with water and placed each on a high fire. Soon the pots came to boil. In the first she placed carrots. In the second she placed eggs. And in the last she placed ground coffee beans. She let them sit and boil without saying a word. In about twenty minutes she turned off the burners. She fished the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. She pulled the eggs out and placed them in a bowl. Then she ladled the coffee out and placed it in another bowl. Turning to her daughter, she asked, Tell me, what do you see? Carrots, eggs, and coffee, she replied. Her mother brought her closer and asked her to feel the carrots. She did and noted that they were soft. The mother then asked the daughter to take an egg and break it. After pulling off the shell, she observed the hard-boiled egg. Finally, the mother asked the daughter to sip the coffee. The daughter smiled as she tasted its rich aroma. Then she asked, What are you saying, mother? Her mother explained that each of these objects had faced the same adversity, boiling water. Each reacted differently. The carrot went in strong, hard, and unrelenting. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened and became weak. The egg had been fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected its liquid interior. But after sitting through the boiling water, its inside became hardened. The coffee beans were unique, however. After they were in the boiling water, they had changed the water. Which are you? she asked her daughter. When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? Think of this, she said. Am I the carrot that seems strong, but with pain and adversity? Do I wilt and become soft and lose my strength? Or am I the egg that starts with a malleable heart, but changes with the heat? Did I have a fluid spirit, but after a death, a breakup, a financial hardship, or some other trial, have I become hardened and stiff? Does my shell look the same, but on the inside, am I bitter and tough, with a stiff spirit and hardened heart? Or am I like the coffee bean? The bean actually changes the hot water, the very circumstances that brings the pain. When the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and flavor. If you are the bean, when things are at their worst, you get better and change the situation around you. When the hour is the darkest and trials are their greatest, do you elevate yourself to another level? How do you handle adversity? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean. Now that's a simple illustration, but it reveals real truth. How does the hot water you go through affect you? Does it wilt you and make you weak? 
Or does it harden you inside? Or are you able to change the circumstances because of who you are and what is within you? And I tell you, no matter what you face in this life, no matter what suffering you go through, you can make it better. You can touch other people by allowing the aroma of Christ to emanate from your life. I believe this was the heart of Paul when he wrote in Philippians chapter 3, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Christ suffered so that others would live. And somehow in our suffering, we can benefit the lives of others. Now we have been studying the first two verses of Hebrews 12, but let me finish by reading the third verse. So keep your mind on Jesus, who put up with many insults. Then you won't get discouraged and give up. That's all the time we have for this week. We'll be back on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.